Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hi, I'm Sarah. This is Kat. And welcome to Books and Bevies. I think we're doing book talk. Is it book talk? It's book talk. Damn. Okay, scratch that. Welcome to Book Talk. How are you? <laughs> I think we're having one of those awkward moments. I think so. I'm also very tired. That's fair. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Pretty good. I feel like my mood is incredibly weather dependent. And this week it's a lot of pouring rain. So I don't love that. Fair enough. And how are you? I know you had a very long weekend. I'm I'm great. I am very tired, but I feel refreshed. For those of you who do not know, I went to a music festival this past weekend and it was so much fun. And I kind of didn't want it to end, but like my friends and I were all saying at like the end of the music festival that like as much as we like kind of didn't want to go home, it was like we felt like so satisfied at the end of the festival. Like sometimes, you know, like when you're having fun and you just like don't want to go home and you're like really sad it's over. Like we weren't sad it was over. Like we were very like okay with everything, but it was just kind of like, oh, we do have to go back to reality tomorrow. Yeah. I always feel like festivals are like a good length of time. Usually if they were any longer, like physically, I don't think I could do it. Yeah. Unless I'm like always so tired at the end of it. Yeah. I'd have to like, I feel like I would have to have like my, my one friend, Alex, he has, he's like, he's turned into a total glamper. He's like got such fancy, camping equipment and I feel like if I were to do a like a a week-long festival I would need to go with him because he has like glamping yeah because he has like a nice huge tent with like rooms in it he has all like the fancy coolers and stuff like that and like I feel like that's what I would need in order to do that because I don't think I like my version of camping is like cool I got a tent I got a sleeping bag I got an air mattress and vibes like (laughs) vibes I think the last like camping music festival I went to basically the main food I ate was bueno bars (laughs) and it was not good you know my friends are all very good at um making sure we have decent food like we always plan at least like 
one good meal and then like but I mean a day not just one good meal one good meal every day and then like kind (laughs) of just like we'll eat once at least (laughs) (laughs) but it'll be good (laughs) but no like we'll bring hot dogs and like yeah chicken skewers and stuff like that and then we'll all have like little and we just kind of like pool everything together and just like share food which is really nice yeah Um, it's not bad when you think ahead um naturally I did very little of that (laughs) I remember when you and I went to um Pemby you and I lived off of like chips because we like (laughs) oh my god yeah (laughs) and then we had to to buy that uh, like I think for you too that was like our first music festival yeah that we were saying around like I had no idea what it was like I assumed you just buy food the whole time and like yes you could it was just fucking expensive and the lines were so long Mm -hmm. which I did do like I did buy food every once in a while but I didn't even buy things that were like that nutritious because I was like super drunk and I was like I want this junk food like not sometimes you just want what you want yeah but I do remember we literally had like what three bags of chips and made that last us like four days maybe some apples I think (laughs) (laughs) Uh, to be 18. I think we were 19. Were we 19? Yeah. It was just before I moved to Victoria. And I was 19. Yeah. I guess we're 19. Cool. <laughs> to, to, to be 19. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. I actually did do something this weekend. Ooh, tell me about I went it. To, I went to the Montreal Grand Prix. Oh, I saw that. That's not, that, that looked awesome. Oh, only for Friday, like the mm-hmm. practice, but How it was, was so this? cool. Oh my goodness, it was so cool. Race cars. <laughs> so... I never would have thought that I would like race cars. <laughs> now, here we are. I um. It, it really impresses me how fast they are comfortable driving, you know? Like, I think of that, too, because, like, obviously when you watch it, it's one, but, like, when you watch it and they tell you exactly how fast they're going, that's my favorite. Mm-hmm. Imagine taking a turn at, like, 150 kilometers an hour. Dude, I know. Also, like... So I went, obviously, the music festival was in the States, right? And um, from Victoria, like, our speed limits are quite slow. Like, typically, our max for most of the island is, like, 90. So, like, sometimes you get up to 100, maybe. But, like, that's it, by the way. Kilometers an hour, not miles. For those Not miles. Listen- not miles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For those of you listening in the States. So that's, like, around 50 miles an hour, right? Um, maybe just a little bit over or under that. And uh, in Vancouver, it's like a, a like the speed limit can be like a little bit higher. Um, but then I like I crossed the border and I got on the highway and I uh, I saw like seventy miles an hour and I was like, oh okay, cool, cool. So then I looked down at my speedometer. I was like, that's like a hundred and twenty kilometers an hour, and that's like the the that's the speed that you're supposed to be going. Like I was like, there's gonna be people that are going above that. Like I was like, what the hell? And then like um people were just like zooming past me and I was like 
you live like this <laughs> you get places so much faster yeah and then um like uh it just took me a while to like get comfortable to driving in the states just because it was so much faster than I'm used to but my roommate Thomas is from the states and I was like ah this is why you are always speeding because he grew up in the states and like I was like okay cool you are used to going 70 miles an hour which is like 40 kilometers above what like our speed limit is in Victoria yeah I feel like where you learn to drive really carries through like for your whole life I remember going to like Jared's small town mm-hmm. and I, I had to drive somewhere I was just like picking up breakfast or something and we were driving on there's only one main road mm-hmm and we were driving and I was so furious because they were driving like 30 kilometers an hour. And obviously that's slow. And I was sitting there and Jared's like, it's a small town. Everyone knows each other. You can't just honk at them. It's <laughs> rude. And I was like, I'm from the city. I will lay on the horn. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I have like a little bit of both being like from Vancouver and then like also li- living in Victoria it's like I've driven in both cities and I'm pretty confident in driving. I'd say like when I get to more, yeah, it's just like speeds that aren't, it's just, I was going so fast, dude, in my humble opinion. <laughs> you were you were doing some F1 driving. I was, yeah, I'm ready to start my career as being a raced car driver oh have you you know that new tv show that came out that's um the summer i turned pretty i think no okay well it's based on a book i was just wondering if you had read the book oh no it's very popular i think it's like number one on amazon prime maybe just in canada but okay well we can add that to our list I feel like it's exponentially growing. (laughs) Yeah, we do not have enough time to read all of the books that we want to. Unfortunately. I mean, I guess we can um, start the book talk if you're ready. Yeah. So I guess... Are you reading anything outside of our um, book club episodes? Still the same books before. Nice. Are you? You got some new books, didn't you? Yeah, I got a bunch of new books because I, um, I mean, it's Pride Month and it's also Indigenous History Month. So I wanted to buy some books um, to read just to like educate myself a little bit. I feel like I'm pretty proactive in like trying to educate myself through like research and like social media and just like doing some light googling but like I'm trying to incorporate more like books from queer people and indigenous people like and you know people of color into my repertoire because I feel like it's just it's important to to do that so I bought a couple of those books um I don't know which one I want to start with about two books um and I have only just started these two books because 
I bought them and then I immediately um, went to go to a music festival. So I didn't have a lot of time for reading because I was uh, drinking and dancing. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) Um, But they're both like super good so far. Um, The first one I got is Queer Intentions um, by Amelia Abraham. It's super popular. I think it's one of the more popular um, LGBTQ culture books. Um, And it's kind of like a little bit lighthearted or like as much as it can be kind of like... um, like on the front, it says incredibly funny, thought provoking and immersive, which I think is like, it helps me out because I, it's like engaging as opposed to just being like straight factual, you know? Yeah. Um, the only thing that I'm like a little, like I really, when I went to Indigo, I really wanted to find um, specific, like more Canadian history, but uh, this is more from the UK when it comes to queer rights. Um, But that's okay. Like, it's still interesting and I still like it a lot, but um, I obviously did not do enough research into like what book to get before going to Indigo. So, but they had a, they had a table. So I just kind of picked, I picked this one. I always like going to Indigo without a plan or like any bookstore, really, mm-hmm. because then it's always sad when you can't find the book you want and it ruins the bookstore and you're like, mm. mm-hmm. whereas if you're you're ready for anything, but then you get stuck there for like three hours because you get distracted, which is not the greatest when you have other things to do. But, you know, yeah, I did have a lot to do on this day that I went and bought these two books and I also bought other books, but just like not really. Um for I guess like not suited for the topic we're kind of trying to stick with talking about pride month and indigenous history month this episode just because it's important and we're already almost done June and so (laughs) we kind of fucked that up which isn't surprising what other books did you get sorry I was reading the back (laughs) you just gonna let that one go or no the um the second book that I got um I'm probably gonna butcher this name but it's Tanya Talaga um and it's called Seven Fallen Feathers and I already know that like again I only just started these books but I know that this one is gonna deeply deeply upset me because um it actually takes place from where my dad is from this one, it, this one, I successfully found a Canadian book. Um, and I bought this one for Indigenous History Month. And um, like underneath the title on the book, it says racism, death and hard truths in a northern city. And it's basically about um, seven Indigenous high school students who died in Thunder Bay, Ontario because of I don't know I obviously I haven't finished it but I'm I'm assuming racism was involved because it says so on the cover um and it's like an investigative kind of approach to what happened um but yeah for those of you who don't know I'm also a quarter indigenous I don't know what 
like tribe I'm from or any of my personal history because it's from a side of the family that I do not know. But um, yeah, a large part of why I really wanted to buy this book is because one of the few things that I do know is that my dad is from Thunder Bay, Ontario. So it was, I don't know, I was just kind of drawn to it. And I think it's, it'll be good for me to read it, even if it's, I'm just like, I'm sensitive. So I know it's gonna make me sad. So yeah, those are the two books that I bought recently to kind of try to celebrate. Are you Not reading celebrate. them at the yeah, wrong choice of words? Maybe. <laughs> well, no, maybe correct choice of words. I mean, I think like, yeah, no, maybe. But I'm just going to just like educating myself. I'm not really. I don't know. I feel like it's very important to. actively try to educate yourselves and usually I don't I don't do it with books this is kind of the first time I've um purchased books usually like we've we've talked about this a million and one times usually I go to the bookstore and I come home with a million fantasy books like it's not yeah <laughs> it's it's not like usually my vibe to read books like this but also my um my roommate who is also part indigenous she has a bunch of books on like indigenous history that I'm going to pick up and try to read as well hmm. are, are you reading these books like at the same time or are you doing one first and then the other no I'm just kind of um reading them at the same time like they're both um non-fiction so I'm just kind of like slowly picking through them and then like kind of prioritizing um the books for our book talk episodes because they're just like a little bit more like you need to focus on them because we're like or book club episodes because you need to focus on them a bit more because we actually have to like talk about them and have like <laughs> points <laughs> um but yeah also I feel like um not so much with queer intentions but with seven fall fallen feathers it's like not as light-hearted so I it's going to be a bit harder for me to read I think just because it's like a pretty heavy topic and the way it's delivered yeah. is like more informative and it's not like it's not supposed to be funny it's supposed to be like this is very serious and this is sad and I'm like okay cool ready You're to ready cry. for it yeah what about you are you reading anything for either of these months <laughs> well after your long spiel I really feel like my answer should be yes um it is not unfortunately um however I may just read exactly the same books that you got because those are interesting little um summaries that you gave thank you yeah I'm trying really hard to not be um an ignorant white person you know so I feel like we like both found out that it was Pride Month and Indigenous History Month at the exact same time when we were like, oh, oops. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like um, it, it was weird. Like I took a class in um, my first year of law school, yeah, which literally just ended um, with like the subject being aboriginal indigenous people in canada and like how it how they relate to the law and stuff like that and so much of the history i genuinely did not know and it sounds like basic canadian history and i was like damn 
this is a me problem. Mm-hmm. Like I am part of the issue. I mean, it's also like the education system failing us like immensely. Yeah. Like obviously that's like the bigger issue, but mm-hmm. when it's something that you can fix yourself, not the education system as a whole, but yeah, you know, yeah. Me I feel like knowing. it's so easy to say that you're an ally because, or like, and, or like you're, that you're not racist, but at the end of the day, like you can be not a racist person and not a homophobic person but like if you're still like ignorant to like what's going on in the world then like I don't know it's so easy to just research like I'm lucky enough to follow a lot of social media accounts that are really good at like um kind of spreading awareness and education on these subjects so like I have like a pretty solid base knowledge, but I don't have a lot of knowledge on like the history itself. I kind of know about like what's currently going on in the world, just not like specific instances that happened in the past. So that's kind of what I wanted to focus a bit more on. Also, I um, I met a, I think she's a preschool teacher the other day. She's um, my roommate's friend. And we were kind of like talking about all of this stuff because um I guess for Indigenous History Month um she talked to like her preschool students at like a very young age level obviously a little bit about what residential schools were like not to like a graphic extreme but just like kind of being like they were like like taken away and their heads were shaved and this is why we celebrate Indigenous History Month, it's to like, you know, recognize and kind of atone for how shitty Canadian history is. Obviously, I'm paraphrasing because you wouldn't say the word shitty to a bunch of four year olds. Um, (laughs) But like, yeah, it's and apparently a lot of parents will like get mad at um, like the preschoolers for or not the preschoolers, the preschool teachers for like um, I was like, where's this going? I don't know. I'm tired. It's early for me, as Just always. Getting mad at preschool children. Yeah. But no, like um, they'll often get in trouble from parents for talking about all of these things with like children. And it's like, no, but we like we have to. And it's not like they're being graphic. They're not like telling them anything that's like outside of their like range of knowledge and understanding, but like they're just building an awareness from a young age and I think that's like super important but like again this is something that they do that's outside of their curriculum like they're not technically Mm. like it's not a mandatory thing Hmm. I just I was was thinking of getting mad at preschool students so this could be a little bit of a sidebar (laughs) do you remember when we had a magic show at our elementary school And the point of the magic show was to show, look, magic isn't real. It's just like, I don't know, sometimes science. It's like an illusion, stuff like that. But it was a full school assembly. So literally kindergarten students that were watching this and they're up on stage being like, magic is not real. (laughs) Do you remember that? (laughs) No. I feel this, like was this a reoccurring thing no it happened one time but I remember it so vividly because I was sitting there being like it is this appropriate like why <laughs> would you bring them here 
Also, like, maybe because I was a child and I was really into Harry Potter, I just, like, chose to, like, forget about this. I was like, no, magic is real. (laughs) Magic is real. Like, I get showing the science aspect to some magic tricks. That would be cool, even for kindergartners. But Mm -hmm. they explicitly said, no, magic is real. And, like, kept repeating it. And I was like, what is the value that you are providing right now? Oh, my God. I have no idea. You know, it's always so weird how, like, sometimes, uh, like, assemblies, like, talk about things where it's like, you really only need to, like, do do this in front of one class, like, or one grade. Like, maybe adjust like the age a little bit to like what you're teaching yeah like that one wasn't well thought out I <laughs> this is elementary school so we would have been in like seventh or sixth grade and oh, this, this stuck with me this was for a boundary I don't remember that at all yeah clearly I repressed it and just chose to believe that magic is real so. <laughs> fair enough I, I hope all the young kids also did too. I hope so. You would think so. I would be, if I was a parent and my like five-year-old came home crying that magic wasn't real, I would be like, what the fuck? Because for me, it was like the equivalent of going in front of all the young kids and being like, Santa isn't real. Here's why. Like, why would yeah. you do that? <laughs> Like, obviously, they'll find out at some point. Like, why are you doing this? Yeah, like, they could have been like, here's the science to prove that it's impossible. Okay. Like, did I want to know that? No. No, not as a kid. No, not as a five-year-old. But yeah, point being, you saying getting mad at preschool students made me think of that. Mm -hmm. Did it connect? Not really. Not really, but... Children were involved in both scenarios. I don't know. Education system as a whole, you know. Yeah. Failing us, as always. Public school. I always think about, too, like, the more I learn about Indigenous history, the more I am, like, so grateful to have had Mr. Benoit as a teacher. Oh, I loved him. He was, was like, greatest. he was so good. For those of you who don't know, he was, like, artistry, art. I can't speak this morning. The earlier it is, the less I'm able to talk. Um, But he was like our history teacher in high school. And he always kind of um, went outside of the curriculum as much as possible and actually did teach us, like, in my opinion, as much as he could about. I think also because uh, didn't we petition to make like a honors socials class? Mm hmm. I think that's why he had a little bit more freedom to teach us outside of the curriculum. True. <laughs> that was a weird thing too. <laughs> Being like so adamant and having an honors socials class. Our high school experience was weird, dude. Like I hear about um, other people's high school experiences and like our classes, like our grade was so smart and like want, like just, we always wanted to learn. Just, yeah, we were like, a very academic cohort Mm -hmm. and like even I wasn't like necessarily an academic but like I was like on the bottom tier of academia in this in our grade but I was still getting like A's and B's 
And that was like me being not as smart as my peers. (laughs) (laughs) It was a bit intense when you think about it. (laughs) Like everyone was a straight A student. Um, Anyways, do you have any like final thoughts before we kind of like wrap this up? Um, You should definitely read these two books though. Yeah, I honestly will. I need... I need a little uh, indigo happiness time, you know? I do know. If you find any other books that are kind of relevant to this topic, we can always just talk about it on the next book talk. Yeah. Right now, I'm really deep in uh, Alone With You in the Ether. Same. We'll talk about it when we talk about it. <laughs> yeah, it's like, say nothing. <laughs> say nothing. I still ways down the road too. Yeah, well, I mean, it's our next recording session, but I know that's another reason why no, I like. No, it isn't. No, it isn't. Damn. Damn. Well, we are a lot more ahead with our readings than I thought. I was kind of stress reading. Yeah, no, no, no. We still I have... forgot we got. Well, nice. The first <laughs> you just didn't read the other one. <laughs> cool. No, I did. I did. I finished it. Um, yeah, no, How far it, are you in, in uh, Alone With You? I think I'm like a little less than halfway. Okay. How far are you? I'm like 70% done. Ooh. Okay. Yeah, guys, spoiler alert. One of our future episodes is going to be on Alone With You in the Aether. I like Olivia Blake. Me too. I just like the way she writes. Mm-hmm. I like her writing style. And I really, I'm excited for the Atlas Six, the second book to come out. I feel like, you know what I've noticed about, like, I, like, I, I've always read, I've always liked to read, but I never really thought about the way authors wrote mm-hmm. so much. And I think reading so many different kinds of books back to back to back makes me realize that there really is like a style that they write in and like a tone and a theme and like you know all those things that you were told and I was like okay I'm not getting it like I don't know what the theme is I don't hear a tone I'm reading I get it you know what I get it nice no yeah I agree let me know if you find any other books though because I want to, yeah, I, I just want to read forever and ever. <laughs> I know. Mm-hmm. Can I ask me about my final thoughts? Oh, yeah. Do you have any final thoughts? <laughs> um, not really. Just. Uh... <laughs> Are you going to ask me? Okay. What do you have to say? Nothing. <laughs> I was just feeling annoying. Um, but yeah, no, I just, um, excited about these two books and yeah, I'll keep slowly picking away at them and then I'll update you when they're finished. Yeah. Let me know your thoughts. I will. I'm sure I will have some, maybe not actually. I often don't have thoughts, head empty. (laughs) No thoughts, just vibes. (laughs) All right, well, I think that's it. That's all I have, at least. 
That's all I have to. I don't have much today. That's fair. All right. Well, if you want to follow us on social media, our Instagram is. Well, if you that's want to it. Follow- yep. <laughs> <laughs> Try and look it up. If you want to follow us on social media, our Instagram and Twitter is at bookbevies and our gmail for longer inquiries is bookbevies at gmail.com thanks for listening and don't forget to rate review and subscribe that too (laughs) thanks for listening (laughs) bye bye chaos Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.